0: SMQBs. This is episode 77. We have NFL random thoughts to start the season, Brian Pope versus the world in golf KD. Shows what a jackass he is. Serena Williams is a god. Quick hits on Bill Russell, Fernando Tatís, the Yankees blowing it, and then we got some great punchable faces, some even better lassos. Check us out, leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
1: On the booth, singing from the
0: people on the people, my hits the roof, dancing on the ceiling, on the people I got people
1: on the, on the people, I got people, people, people,
0: people, 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 on the people, I got. everybody in the booth can. Tell SMQB's episode mm. 77. Mm. Uh, This guy was born in Saint-Laurent, Quebec. He was the eighth overall pick in 1979. He played defense with a C. Uh, Oh, oh, I think I know who it is.
2: I think I know who it is, too. Rooster, you go. uh,
3: Make make your guesses. Is it Dennis
0: Potvin? It's not. Is he it, was rookie of the year.
2: Is it Brad Oates? No. Nope. Uh,
0: and he, let's see, it says here that he was he won the both the Calder Trophy, Calder Memorial Trophy is rookie of the year. Where is Paul? Uh, and was a first team All Star selection. The first time in NHL history a non goaltender had achieved the distinction. Now, here's a good one in 1985. This will give it away so dead when oh, Bruins uh, captain Terry O'Reilly uh retired. Oh, Middleton. This this very close. This player and Middleton were co-captains with Middleton wearing the C on home games and this player wearing
2: the C during road games, which is, the is handsome a cool brother distinction is going to bother me too. that. I can't mm-hmm. Bruins. I know who this Come on, is guys. all Where right. After the, break Bruins, the hockey one,
0: how about this? He went to the Colorado Avalanche. Mm. You're gonna be Wayne Gretzky. Rooster's gonna be. Rooster's gonna be really disappointed. Uh, Raymond. Oh Bork. Ray Bork. Oh my god. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Is that what Bork wore his entire career? Seventy-seven
0: looks like it i I saw one picture that suggested otherwise so i did I did do some research <laughs> to make sure and it looked like he had seven at one point but but everything else I saw was seventy seven and certainly with the avalanche so yeah pretty uh I thought that was pretty cool about splitting the the scene. yeah yeah that's kind of cool so, so we're, I, we're didn't, at, I didn't
3: know he we went to the abs
0: we're yeah, I think that's where he got his only we're Stanley did. cup right I think that's right yeah
4: you should yeah. have done somebody more in Rooster's generation. Red Grange was number really? 77. Red Ouch. <laughs>
1: Jeez. So you Look, clearly. Says, he, Pope.
3: says the spring chicken Pope. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> You're yeah. clearly
4: looking these up beforehand. I, I just, just looked, looked it doing. up because I'm like, how is that the, the most famous number 77?
2: I hope yeah. that all of our listeners pay attention to our backgrounds. Cause I think today sets a record for the most times. Carson Wentz has appeared in a background on SMQB. That's right. People give me once, this, but he has appeared. It's good to see him. It's good we to see him. I think
4: we've had you dressed ten. as him once. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just, that was the snowman.
1: It's good, to see, it's good to see him upright. It's only a few more weeks. Oh.
4: <laughs> he didn't fall down on the sidelines during the preseason game. Right. Ten, yeah. 10 13, I'll take it. So,
2: right. <laughs> it's a Good exchange. Better. Juan Soto for Carson Wentz. It's a good week mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> Out with greatness, in with greatness. Yeah, that's right. Hey, House, fuck you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: now we're going.
0: Oh boy. Oh, uh, House, Woo! what uh look. So we got a little NFL going on, obviously. The the games that really mean absolutely nothing, but that doesn't mean there wasn't some
2: stuff to talk about, right? Okay, well, it might feel like nothing, but tell me you guys didn't feel it in your veins just from preseason games, right? I some mean, of them. yeah, I yeah, mean, it, pretty good. it is so good to see football again. And there's some already some very interesting things to watch. I, I I have mixed feelings about preseason. I mean, preseason is like taxes. Injuries are going to come. It's just automatic. And for some of the teams, it's been really decimating. I'm sorry, milk. Um, I think yeah. you've lost your whole offensive line at this point, but, right. uh, we didn't lose, but our there's really some, ex- like
3: still have worse.
2: That's right. Some of the rookies are really showing up. Like I, did you guys get to see any of, uh, George Pickett play, uh, for the Steelers Pickens Pickens? I'm sorry. Not Kenny Pickett, George yeah. Pickens, the wide receiver. My goodness.
3: He's going I to be mean, the best rookie wide receiver in the NFL this year. That's my prediction.
2: Is that what uh, you're I, I, I think you got that one right. I mean, he is oh, that's what my player. eyeballs are telling me. <laughs> physical player runs perfect routes. He is gonna need a quarterback to throw it to him, but um, he was fun to watch this weekend. Aiden Hutchinson is as advertised, mm-hmm. he was demolishing people for the Lions, and um, you know. The- did you that- say
0: something? Did you say something about our
2: playoffs and the Lions at did one point see- over the weekend? Yeah. The who? Can we- I don't think can- they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to make a sizable leap from okay. this past That's year. from three wins. From yeah. Yeah. three wins. Yeah, To five to five. <laughs> to five. I- yeah, <laughs> I think they're going to make a big leap. I uh, okay six. <laughs> I think the Dolphins might surprise some people. Yeah. Uh, although I'm not a big to a fan to a mania uh i think the cowboys are going reg- to regret losing cedric wilson i think there's going to be so much attention to Tyreek well, and now. Waddle. what's that
4: they do now the receiver yeah, now is horrible
2: yeah i, I think, think there's so much already. attention to tyreek and the waddle that cedric wilson is going to get a lot of balls and do very well with it he's a good receiver Um, and so, so
3: is Gasecki, They're tight end. They they have a great receiving.
2: Yeah. So the dolphins look impressive. Um, I gotta tell you bison. I mean, of course, Philly gets lots of extra coverage on Carson. Uh, we're kind of obsessed. Most people are obsessed with him failing up here. I'm not, but the reports were that he had a poor preseason. And although, um, it was the fourth quarter. And he was playing against future, as Milk would say, State Farm agents. Sam Howell looked very good, and I, I heels. think, I think Carson's going to have something looking over his shoulder. I really do. Did you say fourth Again. quarter? It yeah. was yeah. the fourth quarter, but Sam Howell has the I, NFL arm. Um,
0: I, I, I will tell you, I think that the reports of Carson's horrid preseason are overstated. They're overstated. I mean, it's this is the first preseason game, first of all. So, really, what you're talking about is five or six days of practice where there were some reports that he just didn't look sharp. I not I think you got to wait more than five or six days because then he gets on the field and goes 10 for 13. That's fairly sharp for a quarterback. So I, I don't know. I think that's a little, I think it's a little too early to say. I'm not I'm not banking on him at this point, but I think it's a little too early to to bury him. Did
3: you, you know who looked good too? Is Malik Willis for the Titans?
4: Yes, yeah.
3: I I wouldn't be surprised if he was not, was not the starter at some point later this year.
1: Interesting,
3: he, he looked yeah. uh like he had the whole the full package.
1: Rooster, you you watched the uh 49ers game, right? Yeah, now you're speaking pretty highly of Trey Lance. Is that yep.
3: correct? Yep, well, no. I thought he I thought he looked like he needed a lot of work and then he unleashed that one bomb down the left sideline and, and you could see where all the potential is on that one throw. If he if he if he keeps progressing, I think Brandon Ayuk is gonna have a breakout year because he's faster than
4: Debo. I I thought by the um, way, I'm taking notes on Rooster's comments. This is gonna help me with my draft. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm, <laughs> trying, to, I'm trying to temper. Trying to temper yeah, what yeah. I say. We got Ayuk. We got hey. we got Pickens. Kenny Pickett um, looked we, good too. Uh, we got the tight end from Tennessee. Who's that? Uh
3: from the Dolphins, Gizeki. The Dolphins, Gazeki.
2: But I'll tell you, speaking of quarterbacks that used to be under Doug Peterson and what Peterson can do with the quarterback, because I think he I do think in the end he did a lot for Carson. I think you're going to see the girl. I think you're going to see Trevor um, blossom this year. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, we all thought what a disaster he was, but I think Trevor has shown some better reads, some better throws. And I think you're going to see Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying he's going to be a pro bowler, but I think he's going to take a significant next step this year.
1: Well, he couldn't have been in a worse system last year. Oh, nightmare. Like the worst possible environment you could have put a first pick
4: into be- so you have the house, you have the girl and the lions uh, you're, you're buying stock in them this year. It sounds like.
2: I, yeah.
1: I, I love, don't I love know. That.
2: I, yeah, I don't know that either of them are going to get to 500, but I think they're going to start getting sniffing closer to it and have a, have a brighter future. Um, so I, I, I mean, do think, I think Dan Campbell's pretty much an idiot, but I'm buying some what he's selling. I, I think he's got this team gelling. The, if you want to write down a fantasy, I'm. this is going to be the one thing I'm going to give away before the fantasy. Uh, oh, let me get my, my pen. pen.
1: Oh, well, yeah. not really.
2: The, okay. the, <laughs> the, the wide receiver on the on the Lions, the little wide receiver, whatever his name is. I'm on St. 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 St.
3: St. 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 Bernard.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: He's I want to buy. so many. Mock Come on, it's unbelievable! My God,
4: roosters like, a walking encyclopedia. My God, oh, like, how can we even compete? Rooster, how many
0: mock drafts? How many have you done at how this many? point? How many I, mock drafts? I don't, drafts? I don't count. I don't count. Once going? to get count?
4: Over? Once I he do, gets
0: over a hundred, he loses
1: count. He's uh, had more
4: mock drafts. We've had episodes of the pod. The third yeah, straight
1: sure. wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> he's no, he was
3: their best wide receiver last year.
2: I think I think he's gonna be really, really good this the, year. Who is
4: it, House? Uh, Amon
2: St. Rob Brown, I think is his full name.
4: With
0: Brewster, I um, just want
2: to get I just want to get an update on Danny Dimes.
0: How's he looking this year? Oh my god. Okay, here's my prediction. He is,
3: he, this is his make or break it year, and he's going to break it. <laughs> I don't think, from all, you know, I get reports from Giants subscriptions and stuff after each practice, <laughs> and it's all over, you know, and I joined the Giants Facebook page. And so the fans that go to all this stuff are crazy. He apparently is horrible. And the, the <laughs> coach. Apparently. Are The we coach just learning this. Well, like he's not improving, and the coach is <laughs> not happy with him. Uh, and then in the first, <clears throat> also Kenny Galladay sucks. So yeah. he was a flop. Yeah. If, I mean, if if you needed just one reason to fire Gettleman, it was the Kenny Galladay signing at that crazy amount well, of money. After he was injured for two straight down. years. Uh, so. <clears throat> My prediction is this by game six, Tarod Taylor is our starting quarterback.
0: Not good, not good. But what what we did, quite a quality back
2: end. I hope you guys got the chance to see this weekend the next Ray guy. If you're interested in getting a punter on your fantasy team, oh my God, this guy, Matt Areza from San Diego State, (laughs) that was like the robo punter, he he, had he an hit an eighty-yard, 80 an eighty-nine-yard punt.
1: Well, well, hold on. No bounce. How, how far did it go in the air? Yeah, about um,
2: seventy-five. Really? Yes. You have to see this guy. It was he's a robot a
1: bomb. It was a bomb.
0: It was a bomb. That's I a mean, weapon. What That's team is
1: he on now? Raiders, I Buffalo, Buffalo
4: Bills.
0: The Bills. I mean, Bills. You, just, wow.
1: you, you hit a seventy-five-yard punt. You immediately make the team as a punter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
4: You flip the you flip
0: field position.
1: That's huge. It was
0: it was actually it was an 82 yarder that went into the for a touchback, so net 62. But I mean, even so, I mean,
4: he's got to control that leg. I mean, kicking the ball from his 10 yard
0: line and it's going, you know, and it's going into the other end zone. So his idea
4: of a pooch punt is like 60 yards.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) probably right. That's amazing. But sure. we can't get so
2: through the preseason without the injuries. We the 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 Jets facing the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what the hell Zach Wilson was thinking. If you're gonna leave the pocket, just run out of bounds. Uh he turned in a non contact injury. They're saying it's two to four weeks, but I don't know. A meniscus tear is a meniscus tear. So um he's back on the sidelines watching mothers and stuff like that. But um uh, <laughs> The Falcons uh, lost their first-round pick Drake London, who was had a yeah, up, you I know a lot of upside bad, no. from USC. Yeah,
3: he's going to be fine though.
2: The Dolphins is he, is he lost okay? their cornerback, and of course, the Bucks lost their All-Pro center Ryan Jensen. What and guard?
1: No, no that didn't happen.
2: I think he's <laughs> gone, milk.
1: Yeah, no. no, don't say it. By the so, way, oh, that was a uh, also um, the big one was Nick Harris. For Cleveland. Right. Over oh, Nate Harris, the returner.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, Milk, at least the good news for the Bucks is that you have Brady in the locker room to keep everyone together and help the team gel right now, exactly. right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, how was his post-game speech? He was he was a presence on the sidelines. On Did he do that by Zoom? He'll, he'll be there <laughs> Saturday. It's all everything is fine. Everything's fine. What milk? milk. Why what? Is it gone? Like, what, is what the happening? hell is, going, the on is no. <laughs> going on down there? What is
0: happening? What's going on, milk?
1: It's that. Are we talking about this now? Is he being yeah, investigated let's do it by, else, let's by the Justice Department or what? This is yeah. a complete nothing burger. It, this was all planned. The guy is 45 years old. Clearly, this is all part of the... Hey, I was retired. I'm coming back out. There's going to be some stipulations this year. There's going to be some changes. One of You're them and You're talking about Giselle. You're damn right this is about Giselle. Who else? Now she's starting to piss me off. But Uh-oh. She, this was probably <laughs> part of the agreement, the contract. You go for the first couple of weeks, gel. You don't need to be there for the first two games. You don't really need to be there for any of the preseason games. And then you can play the regular season. That was part of the agreement. Here it is. Is he allowed to come to Dallas? He will be playing in that Dallas game. Okay, that's
0: all that matters. I don't. Is that really... the first? Is that the first game? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, is it? Is it the Thursday night game? Like the first no, it's game? Sunday night football. Sunday night. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Sunday night
3: football. Listen, if you have an elite quarterback these days, you're going to do whatever the hell they ask because yeah. Well, I mean, look how pathetic some some of our teams are. The Colts, my God, the Colts begged. Philip Rivers to come out of retirement and then settled on Matt Ryan who should have been thrown to the scrap heap probably 3 years ago. So if you got Tom Brady or 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 any of these superstar quarterbacks, they could pretty much tell you when they're showing up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean there's not other than Brady there is like not a good Saturday. There is not a good quarterback in this group other than Brady on here right now. Right? Really? Uh, yes, uh, really. Who? Uh, uh,
1: okay. Uh,
2: uh, all right. All right.
0: Well, I, I'm sorry. You know. I, I told you, House. I don't think Carson's that good. I just I'm not sure there. I'm not. I'm not there. <laughs> We're yet. talking about
2: Jalen Hurts. Oh Who? come on! You can't even really mean that, right? I don't know. Did you see his six of six drive, eighty yards for a touchdown? I mean, he looked perfect Friday night. Perfect in the preseason in the, game. In the preseason in the,
4: game, the, I feel like yeah, this against is starters. the starters. Kind of,
2: do we, do we
0: suspend somebody from a podcast for one week for bad takes? I think, I think
1: this might I be a first. I didn't get a chance to
2: talk about N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis wrecking people. Listen, if you liked our little NFL wet your appetite this week, please come back to listen to us next week. We have a defending fantasy football champion and a three-time finalist amongst us in Rooster and Milk and they are going to give you everything you need to do to win your fantasy football league next week.
1: Well, I used to take pride in doing that until Rooster became the rain man of fantasy football. (laughs) He's going to do that segment. What was your key key advice
3: last year, Milk? Don't draft a running back.
1: No, quarterbacks. Uh. I might be changing that. By the way, we're moving on from the NFL. I have an amazing stat. This is total Pope stat. The Ravens won last Thursday night. Does anyone know how many straight preseason wins they've had? Something like twelve. No. Like they've seven? won twenty-one straight preseason games. What? They have not lost. Are in you like fucking five kidding? Or six years. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is That's crazy. 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 Harbaugh
4: cares enough to win all the preseason oh, he games. Lo- he wants
1: to go four and zero every year. Well, they only play three. Like that's, is that a misprint, Pope?
0: How did you not scoop that? How did I you? Know, I mean, how Pope, did you? Pope how did, how did you let Milk get that over you? What are you? Yeah, you know,
4: I'm. I'm too worried about Dallas and their fucking penalties that we can't get over.
0: Yeah, we don't it, almost We haven't
4: learned penalties. a goddamn thing in the off
2: season. You know, and we got so, so
0: close to getting through a, a football segment without having to talk about fucking Dallas, and there you go, it squeezes it. No, in we, we there it talk is. about
2: how much they suck.
4: I mean, yeah. I, I sent you guys the text on Stephen Stephen A. and I think he's spot on. It doesn't fucking matter what we do during the regular season because in the playoffs, are going to choke and they're going to do the same shit they do with their penalties. I'm Preach.
3: afraid. I'm afraid to say. I'm Preach. afraid to say this, but I think the Eagles pull away from the rest of the pack this year in our division.
4: Wow, well, I wouldn't go
0: that Preach. far.
3: Yeah, you, you're going backwards.
0: I think we're, you are going
3: backwards. We're I continuing think to suck. And the Commanders have Wentz as their quarterback. I mean,
4: well, I'll, I'll be there with along with you guys on the that Sunday uh, in DC, rooting on the uh, the Commanders to hold the Eagles back.
1: Yeah, I don't oh, want to say careful. Week one games are important, but Dallas really needs to beat the Bucks. That could be like huge if they they lose in that Dallas. Game. Oh boy, in Dallas, it's yeah, in it's Dallas. In Dallas. Oh yeah, that's the game you have to win. You got to. Yeah, I mean, game. we
4: lost last year to the Bucks in Game One, and it was very, very, very close. When when Zeke Brady has fourteen carries,
0: minute. Zeke will have fourteen carries uh, for twenty three yards, and <laughs> Dak will go fourteen for thirty five with one eighteen and a pick.
4: Oh, Vita Bay is going to destroy
0: Zeke.
4: Hey, Rooster, is is Zeke factoring in, in in the top like ten rounds in your uh, mock draft?
3: I haven't drafted him once in my hundred. And- 45
4: mock <laughs> Well yeah, but I'm assuming that you're in a mock draft with others. So you're like comparing He's, who where he everybody's does a draft.
1: nightly mock draft with 15 year olds. What are you
4: competing against it's yourself? Fun. I find it very
3: soothing to do it do the mock draft. It calms do the 15 year olds
1: talk trash to you? No, <laughs> don't it you, against, I do no, it, don't
3: I you do it against the, uh, the sports writers and
2: stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. But so no, where don't, are they drafting? No, don't you, see, don't you see Rooster in the basement on his Xbox going up to the screen with a bunch of 15 year old gamers being like, he's okay. got, yeah, he's Anyone? got a gaming
4: chair.
0: If nice. anyone people, fucking man. takes
2: A.J. Brown now, I'm going to kill you fucking 50 years. You're going to
4: rip your spine apart. and
3: <laughs> flush brah, you hurry, the up, hurry up and pick or you're going to have to do a shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, put more football to come, of course. Um Look, week after week after week, we come here and we report on – on the live golf tour, kicking the shit out of the PGA. Should we just get <laughs> one more update to keep it a consistent segment?
4: You know, it it's in the eye of the beholder when you say live tours kicking the shit out of the PGA. PGA has started their crown jewel, the FedEx Cup, this week. Their crown jewel, finally. They're crown jewel. It just doesn't PGA have any jewels tour. in the crowd. PGA Tour. Finally, Will Zalatoris dubbed Showtime by. Uh, live golfer Patrick Reed a couple years ago because he looks like he could be in Hollywood versus the golf course finally came through and got his first win and uh, I don't know if any of you guys saw the playoff but um, that was that was high drama Zalatoris just to get into the playoff had to make a 15 foot par putt on 18 and then he had to make another long par putt on 18 just to keep continue against what, uh, Seb was that again was did you say Seb Seb <laughs> Sepp it was Strocka from Austria. He, no, he, J- went, he, you, he went to the University of Georgia. He sounds like it was a JT commentator in the, in the for OAN. Who? Was, was JT in the playoff? JT was not in the playoff. Do you, How about do you have any other names you want to throw at me? How about J.J. Spawn? Bryson, Bryson was playing pickleball at the Club Live Tournament. <laughs> Cupcake. You was know, know what I enjoyed and Cupcake were partners for the pickleball oh, tournament. Where
2: where <laughs> was the um where was the number one guy in the world Saturday and Sunday? So Scotty played actually Pine Valley. <laughs> he missed, he the, missed cut.
1: the cut. He
4: and so, Rory
3: missed the cut. How many guys do you think the PGA had scouring the video hoping to find a penalty they could call on Cam Smith?
4: Oh, Probably the what entire a, uh, group of officials that were out there were job. charged with fire, finding one. Yep.
1: Did but you guys know see Scheffler walking line? How about yep.
4: yes? That was. Do we nice. see?
1: you see him? What? Oh, Scheffler yes. Sheff, walked in. Cam Smith's in his line on the green.
4: Absolutely, and like that Cam Smith
1: looked up to him like, "Are you fucking kidding me?"
4: Yeah, you know what? Scotty said, "Fuck you, mullet
1: boy." That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know what was the best Pope is that he beat out Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover with a nice third. That guy hasn't been top twenty-five in ten years. <sighs>
3: Almost as has, long as Sergio. Has anybody heard of Sep Straka before this week?
1: He yeah,
0: just retired he, he, from he, Aston Martin, right? <laughs> I
4: thought I thought he was no. uh, a commentator for Breitbart News. No, he won. <laughs> he won earlier this year. He's an up-and-coming guy, University of Georgia. Good guy. Look, we'll talk about this when this is all over, but (laughs) bottom line is the PGA is probably going to be replacing some of the bigger names are going to live with the up and coming. You're going to, you know, people will fall in love with them as time goes on. And as they watch them win these tournaments and do the, you know, what Zinger said, which is after Will won the tournament, he goes, no amount of money can buy the guaranteed, money can buy what he's feeling right now, which is the f- thrill of victory. Finally, that that's the bottom line. These guys, they're playing for their livelihoods Lo- club live. They they're guaranteed money. In fact, I, I read somewhere, somebody pushed back on this if they want. In one of the lawsuits that part of the winnings from some of these guys of the guaranteed money is a drawdown on their winnings. So they're not actually winning money. It's a drawdown on it. So, I mean, you know, what What are the finances of the Saudis as it relates to Liv? I don't know. We'll find out later. But um, there's nothing to report from Liv because they were uh, having the pickleball tournament at Club Liv. That's all we have to know. And next week, BMW championship in Wilmington, Delaware, and then the final tour championship Eastlake uh, the week after the top 30. And we'll get a PGA FedEx Cup
1: winner, $18 million. Eighteen
0: million. That's. A, I do love. I do love East Lake. I have a
2: special place in my heart for Eastlake. Eighteen Lake. million. I
1: heard uh, uh, Matsuyama's offers four hundred million.
2: Yeah, like I think. I think eighteen million yeah, is ninth place at a live Matsuyama
4: four hundred million.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, enjoy the next two weeks. After that, it'll get
4: interesting. We'll do. Pr- we'll do predictions. Who yeah. you think is going to go between now and? you know, the, whenever the PGA hey, back home. Home. Yeah, After,
1: $400 million, you better go.
0: Yeah. After the season, it's going to get interesting.
4: So, um, oh, by the way, right. Cam Cam is out for the for the BMW. He's got back issues. Yeah. So Heard maybe we won't. Maybe we won't see him again. Maybe he's lugging, lugging money around. Interesting. Yeah,
2: exactly. Carrying the open trophy can be heavy.
4: <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. somebody roughed him up <laughs> as they should have. <laughs> Let's no, talk about the, other the, assholes. The playoff, the playoff, though. I don't know if any of y'all saw it on the on the final hole, mm-hmm. that par three. Zalatoris puts his ball in an impossible lie because it's sitting right on the on the concrete uh, uh, rail, you know, with the grass above it and the and little mound. So if he tried to hit it, most likely he'd pop it backwards. So Straka gets up there, knowing that that's where Zalatoris is, and he hits the ball in the fucking water. So then he hits his drop in the in the bunker, and all Will has to do is decide not to try to hit his ball. He he wisely takes a drop, gets up and down for the championship. It was good drop. Sounds
0: sounds like some good golf.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about some more assholes. Uh, House, what's going on with with Kevin
2: Durant, man? Jeez, you know it's like um, when one player in sports can dominate the entire league. I mean there was there was I don't mean to bring up his name again again but on soto like he had enveloped the entire conversation of the trade deadline and maybe for good reason but this Kevin Durant thing um I I really have mixed feelings about it. I mean there's no question he is an otherworldly talent but there is a question about does he really deliver you a championship? And, and seeing what Golden State did last year, I don't know. Was it Durant that won them the championship? Was it Steph that won them the championship? But here's where we are with Durant. Durant, after being guaranteed, I think the number was $164 million for four years, coming off an Achilles injury, coming off an Achilles injury, the Nets signed him for 164, knowing that he was coming back from an injury, but also knowing he had otherworldly talent, and then a 35 million dollar bonus just just to come. And then he says, "Well, I want." He says, "I want Steve Nash, I want Kevin Durant. I mean, I want James Harden, I want Kyrie Irving. I want these pieces around me." The ownership gives him the pieces that they that he wants. They give him the coach that he wants. And then, obviously, things go way off course. You know, Durant, uh, excuse me, Kyrie won't get vaccinated. Um, Harden leaves to go play for the Sixers. Ben Simmons is a baby. And Durant looks around and says, I'm out of here. And then after they say, well, we're not meeting your trade demand, he doubles down and says that Basically, unless Nash leaves or the GM, I'm out of here. And there have been rumors that have suggested that Durant is serious that he would retire before coming back to play for the Nets. So the Nets have no leverage, and nobody has enough to offer to, to trade for Durant. I mean, the Sixers, who supposedly Durant wants to go to, the Sixers can't trade because, well, they say they went and beat it. They're not doing that. They're even if they considered budding young superstar Tyrese Maxey in the deal plus picks. These picks are encumbered in other trades for years to come. So they don't plus, you know, you're not taking Tobias Harris, you're not taking Matisse Thibel. So the Sixers don't have enough to offer. I don't know that the Celtics give up a defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, and a guy who came on bigly last year in Jalen Brown, I don't know that Tatum and Durant are enough. Here's the crazy thing. The Heat, if the Heat were to pair him with um, Jimmy Butler, what the Nets want is Bam Adebayo. But did you guys know that a team may not have on their roster at the same time two Max contracts from the same rookie year. So yeah. one of the reasons that, you know, the Nets can't trade for people like Devin Booker, can't trade for people like Bam Adebayo, they were in the same class as Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons continues oh. to destroy that team. Oh. And they can't get they can't get rid of him. So they can't oh. sign Bam because there's so, no, it's crazy. I mean, that's, I want to talk about something.
0: Lo- last week when talking about Soto, we talked about no loyalty and and that, you know, players leaving teams and 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 really what we were talking about was the owners not keeping young guys and particularly in Washington. Now you have the flip side of this. I mean what what is this all about? I I why is this okay for these guys who have contracts, who signed agreements that are super lucrative to go ahead and just say I don't want to honor it. I mean, really what are what are we like teaching, you know, kids who watch these guys? Like you sign a contract with someone and it just really it doesn't mean anything i mean it, if you're good enough it doesn't mean anything if you have a contract
3: i think Why the nets okay? need nets need to draw a line in the sand with kyrie and with kd and say we're not moving either one of you too bad
2: yeah i mean that seems to be what they're doing right now and i i'm i'm trying to play devil's advocate with myself and i'm failing on that argument bison i mean where I start is where you are. You know, you're signed to a contract. We just can't have this. I'm signed to a contract and I'm dictate where else I'm going to go, but I'm trying to look at the other side of it and say, all right, but I signed a contract knowing that what you were doing was building this team of X, Y, and Z around me. And now I'm left with no chance. I mean, that's why I came here. But,
0: but he, but, but he picked the Y and Z to be around him. And then Y decided he didn't want to play because he didn't want to get vaccinated. And Z decided he didn't want to play there. I mean, it's all the players are killing each other, but they're also winning. They're just getting what they want by destroying, you know, the, the teams. I, I don't know. I mean, look, I, it's really hard to have a soft spot in your heart for, an NFL or excuse me, NBA owner, but, these guys are getting jerked around and they're investing in these guys to be there. Why, why not just give a bunch of one year deals and let it just be a free for
2: all every season. Right. They, they would want more guarantee than that. They would want more security than that. So you can't have it both ways. Right. The Interesting thing is whether either the NBA is going to step in or in whenever the next contract is, there's something that happens within the collective bargaining agreement that tries to deal with this because Otherwise, you just have anarchy. Star players leave whenever they and, want to form whatever team they want.
0: And I get the player empowerment that it's trying to balance back the, the players having some control versus the owners. But this is player empowerment that's empowering only the wealthiest, richest, and top tier of the league players. You know, the guys who are – I mean, they're all making a ton of money at this point in the NBA. But the guys who are the, the at the end of the bench – they're not being empowered in any way, right? I mean, they're not being empowered. It's all, it's only these guys who are who are the superstars of the league. So I, I don't know. Just it's kind of gross to me. And KD's like the worst defender at this point.
1: I agree, Bison. I don't want anyone on any team I root for, any player to have authority to dictate rosters and fire coaches. Anyone like that shouldn't play for any team I root for
2: like Tom Brady.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any player. He, any he player. was
0: talking he was talking about the NBA only cuz that's his special yeah, of players. course. Yes. Yeah.
4: You know, the Tampa NBA team.
1: How dare well, they do that?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Anything else on on KD? Watch maybe, maybe space. Th- maybe this is a reason to follow individual sports.
1: Right. This is right? why you get into like, soccer.
0: Like tennis. Rooster, (laughs) some big big tennis news this week.
3: Yeah, Serena has made it clear that this is her last year. Um, She's got twenty three Grand Slam singles titles, but that is not really her. That that doesn't really tell the full story of her legacy. I think her legacy is going to go way beyond that. Um, She's you know she's been playing pro for twenty seven years. Isn't that amazing? That's Doesn't right. seem like it was. It's been that long, but she she turned pro in 1995, and during that time, she's really had to confront a lot of ugliness in in the sport. Um, a lot of racism thrown her way, a lot of body shaming because she's big and strong, and you know, kind of the opposite of the um, petite white. Uh, Wimbledon star of the you know the 70s, 80s and 90s and to the extent that you know like even the pre- president of the Russian Tennis Federation said in 2015 that she was frightening to look at and she and this guy referred to Serena and Venus as the Williams brothers um, and and got sanctioned for it by the women's Tennis Association. But, you know, people used to give her grief all the time. And it just, it's amazing that she stood up to it to the point where I really think she is a hero to young black women who, you know, who are sports fans and athletes, um, for her to show up at Wimbledon dressed in some of those outfits, she used to wear, you know, that, that white cat suit she had that cat one year. Suit. Yeah. Oh my cat God. Suit. And the, you know, with the with the braids or the blonde hair. I mean, she basically f- flipped off the whole, the whole Wimbledon and, and all the rest of them and kept going and kept being true to herself. And because of her, because she was willing to do that, we now have these wonderful young stars like Coco Goff, We can root for who have all come up and say, but for Serena, I wouldn't be here right now. Um, I think she's one of the greatest athletes of all time, male or female. Um, She's, she's has that like Michael Jordan, Kobe kind of competitive streak in her where she wants to kill the other person. And, you know, at first people were put off by that. They're like women, women aren't supposed to be like that. That's too competitive. Well, she's changed that. Now women are supposed to be like that. She was the best, the best at it. And I think she's an American legend, and deserves to have, uh, a, a, you know, a legacy that that reflects that.
4: And she's certainly the goat for female tennis.
3: Well, she has one less um, Grand Slam than Margaret Court, but I can you hear me?
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. No, I agree with you, Pope. I think she's the goat, even though she has one less Grand Slam than Margaret Court. Uh-
0: have any of you guys ever met her
3: she, yeah she's I've seen her I haven't met her but oh. I've seen her
0: yeah I've met her I mean yeah I, I met her uh and I mean she really is a big human being and, and I don't mean that in the the shaming way I mean it's it's amazing if you think about the speed and power and quickness uh because she is a is a big person she does not look like someone who would have the kind of speed and quickness that she shows. On the board.
3: Do you remember when she presented a trophy to Max for stopping? She looked yes. like she could pick the guy up with one hand and bench yes. him over her head. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because you know, he's a twerp.
2: You know, one one of our listeners, um Brian Ketter, who's a real big tennis aficionado, made a really good comment when Serena announced this, saying, While while she's definitely the goat, her only real competition through almost the entirety of her career was her own sister. It's, you know, we, we, we talk about on the, we talked about on this pod with the guys uh, going back and forth between Federer and Rafa and Djokovic Serena. I don't want to take anything away from her goat status, but she didn't have a situation like Chris Everett, Martina. She didn't have a comparison player.
4: Well I mean she's she was kind of like Tiger. She was so good she didn't really have much competition. Right. She would just win at will. Didn't matter who the, who the you know if without her I'm sure you know women's tennis would have had multiple champions. They probably wouldn't have had a dominant player.
1: And she was so much better than Venus. Who was awesome. Yeah. yeah. She won like 7 slams, yeah.
4: right?
2: Right. You know, but the other thing is like on an international stage, you know, the sport of tennis, after all, is very, very international. We should be celebrating Serena as one of the greatest American champions of all time. After all, she she's an American winner that will go down as goat status. Yeah, And I, I, I agree. I just don't even think she's celebrated enough for her on the court or off the court accomplishments.
1: What is, is tomorrow? What's the significance of tomorrow's match? Is it her last or something? It's her
3: last. It's her last for this particular tournament. Is it the Canadian?
1: Oh, okay. She's
3: doing, she's doing a year long farewell tour.
1: Got it. Okay. Okay. I thought she was walking
4: away after the U S open. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But when is that?
4: Like next next month? Labor day weekend. Labor day weekend. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: No. So yeah. No. She she's done. She's game. not
4: going to play. She's not going to play any of the other makers. Yeah. I think you
0: know. it's over soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. Anything else on? I mean, maybe she's a little bit a of victim of her own success, though, right? I mean, she was so good for so long. It. It was. You know, you, you don't appreciate it because you forget that. You know, you you just forget how how dominant, how amazing. Sometimes you have to you have to step away from that and be able to see it, right? To see the greatness.
4: Yeah. Cool. I mean, at one point, you know, Sharapova was considered to be the next great one and she would just drill her. And when it mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Anything else on Serena? Well, Serena, the SMQBs are proud of you and we were, we we see you, we see you.
2: You are.
0: Uh, Let's cover some quick hitters here. Uh, There were some interesting stories that we don't want to let go by this week. Um, Rooster, I think you got the first one. Bill Russell. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The NBA announced that they're for the third time in the history of a, of major North American sports retiring a number uh, sport wide. So the NBA is retiring Bill Russell's number six. Awesome. Third times. Third time since Jackie Robinson had forty two retired and. Wayne Gretzky had 99 retired by the NHL, and uh, we, you know, we we mentioned that a couple of pods ago that we thought it should happen. And once again, you know, the the SMQBs are prescient. Um, people are listening, obviously, oh, beyond beyond our spouses. <laughs> 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 Your spouse listens. You know, Your spouse some, listens.
0: <laughs> no, no, actually, no,
3: no. She just likes us on Facebook. Um, <laughs>
0: Probably you know, people
3: since own. since we did that uh, Bill Russell story, there have been people who've said, you know he didn't have the greatest competition in his day, even though he won 11 championships. And that's just not true. Um, I, I'll give you an example from 1962. Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50.4 points per game and 25 point7 rebounds per game that year. and the Big O, Oscar Robertson averaged 30.8 points, 12 and half rebounds, and 11.4 assists per game. And neither one of them won the MVP. Bill Russell did. That's how important he was to the Celtics winning their championships, that he was beating out guys with those kind of stats for MVP five times. So he was the man. He deserved to have his number retired just based on his play. But as we talked about, when we featured him in our, in our pod, he, you know, his impact on all of society was even bigger during the '60s.
0: Yep. Well, indeed, definitely uh, quite the honor. Yeah. And and well deserved for sure. Um, okay, another quick hitter. We got anyone want to talk about Fernando Tatis Jr.? We
2: want to hear from the baseball expert.
0: Well. Jeez, for fuck's sake, man. Uh, I mean, look, this is getting old for this guy. Everybody probably knows by now Tatis was, uh, he was injured. He hadn't played yet this year. Uh, I'll touch on that in a minute. But news broke Friday uh, while this reporter was sitting at the uh, Padres game, as a matter of fact, uh, that he's been suspended 80 games for violating the uh, PED policy of Major League Baseball. I read somewhere, by the way, that that since the newest agreement went in place on PEDs, there have been 2,600 tests and only five positive tests. So you talk about baseball does seem to have gotten uh, the PEDs out of the game. Uh, Tatis was injured and was just getting ready to start a rehab assignment because he uh, broke his wrist while riding a motorcycle in the offseason. Probably not something your front office wants to hear about their 330 million dollar right. investment right right um and you know he's he's 23 years old he's a he's a uh you know a superstar shortstop and and everyone was just drooling to see the lineup that had Tatis Soto uh Machado and then even uh Josh Bell in it to see right. what the Padres could do with that lineup and and it's just not going to happen i think Jonathan Papelbon Came out and said he would drill him every single time he faced him. I know, but he's kind of right on this one. Like he literally (laughs) is like, I drill him every time he came up. And then even that jackass, uh, A Rod, has to interject himself uh, into the whole conversation by saying, Oh, I just wish he would have learned from my mistakes. Oh, Uh, man.
3: It always has to be about you, a hole.
0: Unbelievable, right? But But wait,
4: does anybody believe that he actually got the the steroid from uh, medication for ringworm his own team doesn't believe it not one person on the podcast who hasn't done ringworm steroids before
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean these guys have like like first of all if you're the doc if that's the case right and you're the doctor who prescribed him something to use that had a banned substance in it can we bring a malpractice lawsuit because you know, the MLB puts out a list of things you can no. and can't take. This is not hide the ball. He doesn't this isn't out of surprise that he shouldn't have been taking this. So, if, anyway, if you want to put any
3: us. kind of positive spin on it, it would be the truth, which is this guy was just really anxious to get back to the team and speed up his rehab, which is sort of what um Andy Pettit did one year.
1: But and I don't understand no one is.
3: seemed to mind a whole lot.
1: What I don't get this because you know, you're gonna get tested right like right I don't so why are you're gonna get caught?
3: No, it was a dumb thing. I don't. He understand. totally did not do it for ringworm. He should be honest about it. He probably get a better treatment from the public at
1: least. It was this is stupid. But is this the is testing stupid. random? Like, there's a chance you could not get tested. Is that yeah? Sure. Do it? Yeah,
0: it's not like every game you gotta go pee in a cup. I mean, it right. is random. It is random. I think some of these guys, I mean, first of all, he's 23 years old. You know, he's a dumb kid. Somebody probably told him your your body metabolizes things faster than a normal person. That's why you're a world-class athlete, which is the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, you can just see a bunch of dumb things, how they get there.
1: Yeah. But it's just dumb.
0: It's dumb. All of it's dumb.
2: Is there a scenario that the Expos don't make that trade with the Padres if they knew this? I,
0: you know, I thought about that. The Padres are saying uh, AJ probably their GM says he didn't know until after the trade. He didn't know until Friday, apparently, that this was happening. I think if if you think about it, it probably gives the Nats a little bit more leverage. Right. Maybe you get another player out of the deal by saying, you you know, your shot this year is about to go down the toilet if you don't make this trade. Right. It's, and, and it's sort of. It even suggests that Josh Bell could have been a much bigger part of that trade than than Washington uh, understood at the time. Right. Uh, so, you know, did Preller know about it? Everybody's saying no. The league is saying that that the Padres weren't on notice until Friday. Preller says he wasn't on notice. Um, I don't know. I thought about that for sure, though. I mean, you know, if, if if you know they're about to be one superstar down the rest of the push, it sure makes your superstar. A lot more important, doesn't it?
4: Well, how certain was he to come back this year? Oh, he was. He was
0: starting his rehab assignment. Yeah, he was going to be playing double A games. I mean, he was back. Okay, he he was. Yeah, he was going to be back. So he's got 80 games he can't play. That, by the way, includes any playoff, any postseason baseball games that the Padres play count against his 80. His 80 game suspension, Uh, and he is also can't play in the uh, World Baseball Classic.
1: So.
2: Ooh, yeah,
1: jackass, jackass. Jack into the next season, yeah. yeah that's
2: like thirty uh, games into the next. Are season. Are the Yankees going to make the playoffs? What, what is oh. happening
4: here? Wait, know. can we? Are we allowed to talk about the Yankees on the? No, pod? absolutely. No.
3: Oh, yeah. I think I figured you guys were be <laughs> champing at the bit to bash them now.
2: Yeah, what's going on? So what's, what's going on, racer? They're like five hundred over the last eighty some games.
3: I think Brian Cashman has to go. I really do. I mean, what, what, what did we, what were we last year? We were a team with aging injured pitchers and we kept all of them. And sure enough, one by one, they're starting to get hurt this year. And so the trade deadline comes up and the best pitcher available out there is the pitcher for the Reds. And we, and we don't get him. We get Frankie Montas who, this is not up to pitching in New York, in my opinion. And we trade away our third best pitcher, who happens to be our youngest pitcher, our youngest starting pitcher, uh Jordan Montgomery, who has since the trade pitched two shutout wins for the cards. One Ouch. the first one against the Yankees.
0: Ouch. Yeah, one nothing game, right? Yeah.
3: So uh, you know, our whole, our whole relief corps is injured, except for the two guys who are supposed to be. Um, closers, who who just all of a sudden are falling apart. Clay is falling apart, and uh, Chapman is just a head case All of a sudden, he he'll have a game where he's okay, and then he'll come in and th- walk four guys to you know to force in the winning run. I, I think we're going to make the playoffs and lose to a uh, uh, a wild card team. And my only the only thing I have that I'm clinging on to and hoping for is that we win more games than than the Phillies. So I win my bet with house. But <laughs> other than other than that, I, I've given up on the World Series You've a nine game a
1: lead. Fucking violin. You have 72 wins. You're, yeah, you're like, 10 games literally up, Bob. until this
3: we haven't we've we have won one game in the last two, something you're, like you were on pace for literally no, like you no you you're two you and eight one you'll tell you you're
0: short you're two and eight in the last ten. And fortunately for you, the Toronto Blue Jays have picked up exactly one game during that that 10 right. game stretch. Right. Yeah, there's right. three yeah. shit in the bed
3: yeah. too. So yeah. So we'll make the playoffs and then get our asses kicked. You still, Yeah, I don't
0: that know, may you know, be rooster, but I, I think, you know, the thing about a wild card team winning is you can't look at what what's happening right now, right? This is slump time. This is why you amassed amass such a big lead. You really got to look at the last two weeks. Although, how late does the season go? I guess you know this year it still just goes two
1: first days in
0: October. I think yeah. two, I think it was two days in October. But look at the last two weeks of the season, and let's see what the Yankees are doing then. But
3: well, right. what we need to do is adopt the uh, the Rays' strategy from last year and bring in someone from the bullpen to pitch the first inning for Garrett Cole no. every outing. Get and it. then Cole comes in in the second inning, and pitches like he can pitch. But he gets—he's getting rocked in the first inning every one
1: of his outings. Ah, let's hope that happens tonight. Well, Roost, Rooster, y'all are guaranteed
4: because you're going to be right no worse than the second best division winner. So you're guaranteed a buy in the in the wild card round. Yeah. Right, but there's no way we're getting by the
3: Astros playing like this. No way. Well,
4: you wouldn't play the Astros oh. until the ALCS.
3: And then I do think we'll probably we would probably lose to, you name it. Who? The Twins. The. Um,
1: <laughs> the <That's
4: laughs> Twins,
3: Blue Jays, at the that's
4: way we're I playing right now. If you lose, am to I the gonna like the best I
1: really, record ever. Am point. I really
0: gonna have to root between the Astros and the Yankees? At least maybe we'll see Chapman put one in Altuve's ear. <laughs> yeah, that scariest, would be good. But otherwise, that would be good. Oh, that's an awful. That's an awful scenario. We're,
3: we're cratering. We're cratering. It's 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 a crisis, and well, nobody seems see. no see. one's too alarmed about it. Meanwhile, can, the
4: Dodgers finally become lost. a Mets. I'm gonna become a Mets fan.
1: You've got the Rays this week. You're, you're probably sweep us. You'll get you'll be happy again.
4: All you need is the Marlins to feel better. Maybe play them yeah. soon.
0: That's the Do- the Dodgers got of- to 116 wins yesterday, right? They're oh, already yeah. there. <laughs> sure.
4: No, they finally lost. First time in yeah. 13 games.
3: Hey, speaking of the Marlins, I think they're about to fire Donnie baseball, which would be a damn shame. That is
4: a shame. Speaking of uh, axes today, uh, the Rangers skipper got axed.
1: Yeah, I saw that after yeah. four
4: years of failure.
2: <laughs> that in, the was falls I, in the woods. Does anyone hear it? Exactly. Hey,
4: anybody
0: uh, have any other quick hits for this week? Yeah, quick rest, quick in P- rest in peace.
3: peace, Pete Carroll died today at age ninety-two. Basket former Princeton oh,
2: basketball player.
1: Pete oh, Carroll. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, make Sad. sure we say it's Pete Carrill because the Seahawks. Pete Carrill. Cow- Pete, Pete, Pete Carill. Carill. I
1: thought you meant the Seahawks. Coach. I Pete did. Kill. I was Pete. like, what happened? I always, thought, I, it, I always thought
2: I
3: always it was pronounced Carroll, but it is
4: spelled Carrill. Yeah, Pete. Need the inventor of like the the bounce pass or whatever, the Princeton I mean, offense, the yeah, Princeton back, offense, the backdoor cut.
0: Who won JT three uh, played for and coached under before he came to Georgetown, and and took Georgetown to a Final Four with that Princeton. Offense. Yep. So, all right. No more quick hitters. Come on, man.
3: And with the local DBC news, LL Cool with the triumphant comeback.
4: But tonight, don't call it a comeback.
0: How about a big hitter, punchable face, rooster? I think you got one for us. Let's let house
3: go. I'm exhausted. <laughs>
1: okay, <I'll see. laughs>
4: Wait, he's got a he's got a two fantasy drafts. He's trying to run yeah. on yeah. the <laughs> side, and he's got to right. go check in with the
3: boys. Yeah, the whole Yankee <laughs> thing has just got me down. Hey, don't. He really? sure uh, likes
2: to do a little calisthenics before he punches someone in the face. So we're yeah. gonna let him warm up. <laughs> I, I, before I do uh, my punchable face of the week, I I want to play something for you guys. Let's see if we have this queued up from our producers this week. Oh, All right, great. let's see here.
0: Um, I predict failure. Yeah, I would be. I would be the first time. Okay.
3: Oh, good. It's not the same as mine. So the <laughs> of the day, uh, I missed both Philly series. I have to go this weekend to St. Louis for the 40th anniversary of '82. I'll join you in Atlanta, and then and I. What's your a,
4: excuse the following
3: week? It's a scheduled. Uh, scheduled uh, off off series and you know I've expressed to the to the front office not the Met front office our front office or of SNY that that I I hate doing Philly games so I guess they oh. gave,
4: they gave me to get the series off you hate what? doing Philly games oh because they
3: always never seem to oh up and in fastball uh, they never seem to uh, disappoint I mean it, it, over the years now they're hot right now but I would like to see them. But, you know, as far as fundamentally and defensively, the Phillies have always been just, you know, not up to
4: it. Maybe we can shoehorn you into the schedule now that they're playing. It's going to take a big shoehorn now. Well, we'll oh, see. boy. Don't <laughs> hold your breath.
2: Wow. I mean, can you wow. guys imagine? He was, he was proven right. Someone coming to your office. No fundamentals. What? And saying, I just don't feel like doing this case because I don't like going up against this firm. I just, I don't like the way they write. I mean, like, first of all, forget about the Phillies for a second. This is a professional announcer for one of the biggest sports networks. This is between the Yes Network for the Yankees and SMY for the Mets. These are two of the biggest ones. And you've got your main color guy, Mr. Met, Keith Hernandez saying, yeah, I don't feel like covering a certain series. Are You're you the chief kidding? rival of the Mets. Are you, for the chief rival who is like as hot as can be right now, are you effing kidding me? Was. So, I mean, right there, I, he's getting the the left uppercut. But I'm going to give an extra <laughs> body blow because if he hasn't watched the Phillies for the last couple months, okay, maybe in the past they've had lots of down years, but they are playing extremely well fundamentally extremely well defensively. They have some of the fewest errors in all of major league baseball in the last couple of months. They have some in the lowest ERA, both from their stars and their bullpen since June 1st. Like this just proves what a piece of shit announcer he is. Oh boy. So, you know, uppercut, <clears throat> body blow, left jab, right jab, knockout. Goodbye, Keith Hernandez. Good night. You don't have to call any more of our fucking games.
1: It is. It was a strange comment. I will give you that. It, and by Can the way, you say that about like the pirates, I don't want to go with right. the pirates. They're terrible. It right. sort of blew up in his
0: face, too, didn't it?
2: Yes, because night number one, when we faced none other than Max Scherzer, it was one-one in the bottom of the ninth, and they get a lead-off double, and then there's a fly out to right field. So now it's a man on third with one out, and they uh, and Sterling Marte, he's not the slowest guy in the world, but is on third. And their big buttermaker, whatever that guy's name is, that now they're that they just joined the team. This huge, massive oh, dude. Oh,
3: that that Mets yeah. guy should be a DH. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So so buttermaker comes in and he hits <laughs> a screaming line drive to left field, and Marte Marte tags up, and the Phillies nail him at the plate on the most perfect. Fundamental and defensive play, only to beat them in ten innings. Screw you, Keith Hernandez,
0: <laughs> bastard! Ah, uh, that's a good one. That's a good punchable face.
1: Keith Hernandez, unbelievable. Oh, oh, man.
0: Man. anybody, any other punchables? I've this got, week? I got a repeat. It, I have
3: a repeat offender.
0: Oh,
1: here we go. I know now. we have,
3: we've punched FIFA in the past, uh, and we're punching them again over the same basic thing. You know when they awarded the 2022 World Cup to country of Qatar, which is smaller than the state of Connecticut and has summertime temperatures of 122 degrees Fahrenheit, we said, "What the hell? That's the dumbest thing ever!" And and how's it ever going to happen? Qatar is run by an Islamic monarchy with zero tolerance for things that happen at every World Cup, drinking public displays of affection, you name it, it's all mm. it's all basically going to get your head chopped off if you do it. <laughs> and did you guys know that the current FIFA president, Yanni Infantino, now lives in Qatar? Oh, and where yeah, where he has overseen a 200 billion dollar investment into this whole thing. So it, I mean the the corruption and stupidity just doesn't end and lately and so there's a new there's a new issue all over the world. If you're out, you know, where people really take football much more seriously than we do here, you go on a cab, you go and get on a bus, and the advertising on the outside of the cab or the bus or the billboards is all about the 100-day countdown to the World Cup. There have been sponsors who invested a ton of money into this 100-day countdown. There have been, uh, you know, teams that are counting on the schedule uh, there are fans who've bought tickets. You know, we're 100 days out. So this Thursday, Infantino and the organizers of, of the 2022 World Cup caved in to Cutter's request to move back the opening day by one day.
1: Oh, oh so my now, it's, now 101 it's 101
3: days. days. All these people who've invested in this 100-day thing are screwed But not only that, and here's the reason, here's the reason, because by tradition, the opening match is either the defending champion or the host country is supposed to be playing in that game. They got the fucking award of this World Cup 10 years ago. They've had a long time to figure this out. And just now, 100 days out, they're like, oh, we're not scheduled to play in the opening match. We need to rearrange the whole schedule. And so, Fans are left holding tickets to games now that aren't going to be played on the day they they're in te- you know oh, wow. in Qatar. People I mean, are that... fucked, and not to mention that's... that this country can't get its shit together because they're such a small little speck. They're not used to doing things on this scale. They have two million people in the whole country. Um, I mean, that's like you know we, how many people are in New York City? at fourteen million. I mean, it's crazy. Anyway people still don't know where whether there are any hotel accommodations the plane flights are through the roof they don't people still don't know what the rules are going to be about having a beer even though the biggest sponsor of fifa is budweiser so you don't know if you can have a beer inside the stadium if you do will you get arrested and have your fingers cut off who knows <laughs> you know there <laughs> people don't know where they can go afterwards i mean the whole thing is a shit show and it's all because the FIFA's history of just taking money and stuffing it in their pie holes and doing what's <laughs> best for them and not for the sport. They've fucked. It. They deserve a punch. Yanni Tino. They all need to go.
2: Aren't you guys I, glad
4: that you got like in a breather? Wow. I want to that
0: check
4: was the, your blood pressure.
0: That was the best <laughs> thing ever. We got to we got to remember whatever Rooster does a segment now to give him a 5-minute break ahead of time. Right. Oh, nice. By, the, by
3: the way, here's another thing that couldn't possibly go wrong. Cutter <laughs> doesn't have enough people to to guarantee the security of this event, so they've gone out and hired 3,000 goons from Turkey. <laughs> To handle security. Turkish I'm, sure that, I'm sure that's going to go over real well. Bands. The French, the, <laughs> the French are so upset about it. They're 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 expecting maybe a hundred of their fans to even bother to show up, even though they're the defending champs. And the German fan club is saying, "We're not even going to stay in Qatar. We're going to commute from Dubai to go to these games." That's how screwed up it is. It's going to be a complete disaster.
0: Punch. Oh, this will this will get me into soccer a little more then. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. It's going
3: to be like January 6th, it, except for
0: in Cutter. In Whoa. <laughs> okay. okay. Any more punchable faces this week? Anybody? No? Give me
2: something to feel good about. All
0: right. How about a lasso? Barbecue
1: sauce.
0: I got one. I got one. All right. And you can see the smiling face behind me now of Wynton Bernard. There are so many good parts of this story. So Wynton Bernard is a 35th round baseball draft pick from Niagara University. He spent 10 seasons in the minors, plus a season of independent ball. He had hit 286 with 825 hits, 50 home runs, 220 stolen bases. So 11 years of, of minor league baseball, just grinding it out and playing. And by the way, like I said, he's a 35th round pick. There's no reason to think this, this guy was going to develop past the minors. So he's sitting at his locker doing his what has been described in the papers as his pregame visualization routine. He said he was taking a nap when the coach says, we got to have a meeting. Everybody come over here, the manager and calls everybody in. And he, and he says, he's like, Oh God, another meeting. Okay, fine. And the manager says after 10 plus seasons in the minors, Witten Bernard is going to the show. The best thing you can, you can hope to hear in that, in that, uh, in that setting. His minor league teammates all went nuts in the locker room for him. Uh, then the story really went viral because there's a FaceTime call with his mom where, you know, he starts out and he's he's very, you know, sort of just telling her very happy and excited and just totally breaks down. You can see 11 years of, of toiling just come rushing out of this guy. Um, so that's really where the story went viral. But it's really interesting. So did you know that his brother, Walter, Walter Bernard played as a defensive back for the Chargers, the Colts, and the Seahawks. His brother, Wayne, was a basketball standout at Davidson and played professionally in Europe. So pretty athletic uh, family. So he gets up. He's called up by the Rockies. And in his Friday debut, he had a base hit, a stolen base, and a run scored. Uh, He was 31 was 31 years, 322 days old. He's the oldest player to get a hit and steal a base in his major league baseball debut since 1907.
2: And did you, did you see about the first hit?
0: Yes. So that that's, so another part of the great story. So he gets a hit and it's an infield hit and they call him out and they have to go to the re to the replay, right. Which is the worst thing in baseball, by the way. Right. (laughs) But they have to go to the replay and they say that, yeah, he, it was pretty clear actually. So, not only did he have to wait 11 years in the minors to get his first hit, but then he had to wait for a replay call too to overturn the <clears throat> call on the field. And then the last thing about it that makes it a great story is when he scores his run, the teammates in the dugout, all the major leaguers who were there, you know, every one of these guys. Sure, there's some stars, but we are talking about the Rockies, so not many and every one of these guys had played in the minors and knows what it's all about, and they were just legit happy for him. It was really great. If you haven't seen the video of it, check it out. It's a great story. It's a classic Ted Lasso.
2: Classic Lasso.
1: That's awesome. I got milk. You might have a better one, actually. I'm going. I'm going from MLB to Little League. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching these games, but it's really cool. Like a few years ago, ESPN started um televising the games to get to go to the little league world series like the playing games or whatever uh and watch a game if you haven't i've got i've got two boys that obviously play little league so they have it on they're they're really cool uh and the excitement on these 12 year olds Faces when they win the game to go to Williamsport to the you know to, to they actually make it to the League World Series it's just incredible. Um, but a really cool thing happened last week. It started off really bad. So Texas East, they called it. They must split up Texas because it's so big. Brian, it uh, should have four Texas. That's right. Like four teams. I'm okay with with zero. Right, right. <laughs> Texas East was playing Oklahoma. In a play-in game to go to Williamsport and play River the Little, League, Little League World Series exactly Texas Oklahoma, uh, the pitcher for Texas, kid by the name of Caden Shelton, uh, is pitching against Oklahoma's uh, I think it's Isaiah Jerusalem, um, and really scary moment he throws a fastball gets him right in the in the head looks like it hits his doesn't hit his helmet but actually hits his his forehead kind of reminded you that uh who was the Mets player that got hit last year by that Braves pitcher I can't remember but um and he goes down like I think he goes unconscious for uh, a few seconds really just writhing in pain horrible situation it looked really terrible fortunately he gets up and um and he and he walks himself down to first base and the the experience is so traumatic that that the pitcher literally sitting there all alone. He's 12 years old and he's just bawling his eyes out. I mean, it's just a a horrible traumatic moment. And they're, they're showing this, this scene of the the guy kid who's just been hit. And he's sitting there on first watching this pitcher go through these emotions and he calls time out. And literally, and you know, in this age, especially this 12 year olds and 13 year olds age of like trying to be cool and all that kind of stuff. He walks over to this pitcher and literally gives him a hug as he is, is, is bawling his his eyes out because he's so scared of what just happened. And I don't know exactly what he said, but something alongs of, hey, you know, we're all good. Let's go. You know, everything's OK. Um, and then the whole team rushes over and joins in. And it was just a really spectacular show of sportsmanship. And. And kudos to this kid. I don't you know his talk about and kudos to his parents. Kudos.
0: Isn't that a punch of the face? That's a drink of the word, I thought.
1: Kudos. <laughs> Two punches milk. It, it was kudos. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was a special moment. And and uh it I was it was really cool and, and kid was just raised very well, you could tell. Uh, and I, I thought it was a lasso moment uh for him to go over and give give him a hug
4: whole notion of Texas and Oklahoma guys hugging, I just, that's hard for me to. <laughs> like, that? <laughs> did, the idea of you Milk who teaches his little like boy that. to throw
3: high cheese. Delivering this story this is kind know, of ironic.
1: Texas won the game. Of course they did. So, poor kid who got hit's hit, not going to play. Uh, unfortunately,
2: these kids are going to grow up one day, but for now, they're good sports.
1: Right. <laughs> Yikes. So, is Texas going wah, to the uh, wah, Little League wah. World Series? Texas East is going to the Little League World Series.
4: I might have to go up there and see Rapoli and follow them. My new (laughs) team. That's
1: right.
4: (laughs) All right, guys. Anything else?
0: Good stuff this week. A lot of stuff going on. All right. Check it out, everyone. Next week, come back for 78. See y'all. See ya. All right.